Hello and welcome to another episode of Queer Not Here, where we're speaking to LGBTQ Malaysians who have migrated away from Malaysia. I'm Nez, and this episode I speak to Firas, a genderqueer person in Brooklyn, New York. Now, this was the first time I met and spoke to Firas, and I think it was one of those beautiful things where I felt like we had an instant connection and just clicked. And they're hilarious, so please excuse all my little giggles along the way. Firas is also one part of an awesome musical duo called Bulan Moon, and you can check them out on Spotify. Happy listening! Would you like to be anonymous, or are you okay using your name? Oh, I'm great using my name. Okay, cool. And how about your location? I am in Brooklyn, New York. Can you share that? Yes. Awesome. And how do you identify? I am a gender queer male, whatever the fuck. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that is what I identify as. I guess. Um, yeah, my pronouns are he or they. Cool. So, all right. Let's let's go back to I don't know when you moved to the states. When was that? Um, I came here February 2011. Oh wow, that's ten years yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. And um, what was the what was happening at the time? What led up to that move? Well, I mean, I was 17, and you know, SBM. I was just done with SBM, and being someone who was. I wouldn't call myself a nerd, but I was definitely anti-social when it comes to my neighborhood, especially being gay. You know, you don't hang out with the with the neighborhood kids. That's, right? Yeah. What? You don't do that. <laughs> so you grow up inside, on the television or on mm. the computer. So I was just bombarded with all of this colonization. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I have to go. I have to go to white person country because like, you know, this is all my brain, like all that I'm consuming. Like I see these type of people and I go outside and it's different. And I'm just trying to find this balance and I'm trying to communicate with these people in my real life and I couldn't. So, you know what? I'm just going to go away. It's not just that. It's also my family too. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't the easiest. Yeah, sure. It was, it was very fortunate because my dad w was at one point pretty well off mm. uh for him to be able to afford to support me which i'm very very grateful but communicating with them was a little bit difficult because i didn't even have language to communicate or excuse me to communicate with myself right um, yeah there was no depiction of, of queer muslims ever or queer anything at all well i guess no there was that that show two plus one and uh, Imuda was uh, Sam and Sam That's was, right. yeah. And, but then Sam got canceled. I didn't know that, but you know, we, we Did had, he? I yeah, didn't know no, that. the reason, the reason why uh, two plus one got off air was because of Sam. Oh yeah. There can't be any more gay characters on TV. Right. But we had VHS uh, recordings of that. So we kept watching that we had 
the coffee. So, you know, to this day, we have, you know, uh, the inside jokes about uh, two plus one, like mixing right. ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you know this. Yes. <laughs> I, I was just talking to someone the other day how like gay the 90s were on TV here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there was yeah. so many queer characters. Anyway, yeah. Oh, and and um, what's Steven from Kopitiam, which is like, you know, yes. it was uh, not said, but clearly so gay. <laughs> and um, what was the other one? Uh, Jang Ketawa? Was it Jang Ketawa? Yeah. At the trans character? Oh yeah, D. D, yeah. Yeah, D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should do a whole yeah. other episode on this. <laughs> I know that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, so um, so like yes. how out how out were you at home at that oh, point? Oh hell no. No, 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 no. Not not at all. I, I um played the straight cards so well. I even had a girlfriend when I was 14. No, I I I wasn't even fully out to myself to be completely honest because when I came here it took me one whole semester to be in the closet still mm. and then and then I finally came out as bisexual I'm, yeah. and yeah <laughs> like I for I'm more pansexual but you know what then again everyone is pansexual that is just my theory like we're just mm. all some sort of pansexual we, we're just so indoctrinated with these heteronormative ideas and we're just like oh I just have to be a certain way but nah dude like if you like somebody you're probably just gonna like them and you're just gonna let them you know yeah. who cares what your aunt says because your aunties are gonna keep talking honey <laughs> <laughs> so so you went for school uh, is it mm-hmm. yep Straight I to New York. Came... no I um, wanted to come to New York, but uh, one semester was 60K USD. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, that was uh, well off, but, you know, we weren't Rockefeller or anything. Uh, so I, I went the cheap route and I went to North Carolina. Um, so first of all, I just want to preface that as a naive child trying to get the hell out of that house and the hell out of the country, I thought the U.S. was a good idea because I thought there was no racism in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, um, I was like, wait, so if Heathcliff can have a gynecology office in his basement and Claire can be a lawyer and everybody loves them and, you know, everybody wants to be the Huxbulls and... Like, you know, all of these good TV shows are like, oh, they're fine. They're, they look they look great because they didn't touch all of these issues or, you know, mm. the, the episodes don't come here. I don't mm. remember seeing the episode with the N-word on the Cosby show in Malaysia. But once I came here and saw uh, everything and I was like, oh, there actually mm. is education on this. Mm. You just chose not to because it's not relevant to Malaysia. So probably it, it wasn't aired. But um yeah, so I was lied to by the media. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm still seeing a therapist about it, but you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm glad you find this funny. I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, this is great. It's great. Yeah, some people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, bitch. It's funny. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. going to the US thinking they don't have racism is hilarious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then how uh, how soon did that bubble pop? I oh my god, um, it, it didn't pop. I did, did definitely did not pop my freshman year because I just let myself be the the um, butt of the joke of like you know they're like oh my god oh my god these questions I would get asked. Is Malaysia in Nepal? <laughs> uh, that's my favorite one. Can you please do an accent? Oh my God, how do you say this? How, how do you speak Indian? And yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm Was just it? like, oh, let me just educate you. But I didn't, I didn't see that they were just using me as this puppet. Uh, and then after that was when, you know, I started to get closer to people of color, you know, my, mm. my closer friends or you know people of color and I'm just like oh wait okay this isn't this is not just me this mm -hmm. is y'all too okay got it thank mm -hmm. you thank mm -hmm. you so much I thought I was crazy I thought I was alone and then you know and then last year happened and that was just like the the solidification of it all it was just like fuck yeah everything that I've been feeling throughout my entire life is now fighting, finally being fought for, being protested, and then it's it's being seen. And by but by that time, the bubbles already you know popped long ago. It's just like you know I'm already ready in my skin, ready to fight and mm. be a revolutionary you know <laughs> queer fighter that I am. So how was the like discovering your sexuality process for you? How did that go? I was very, very young. Um, I was four years old. Um, oh. Ooh, this is, I haven't really said this story since I came out to my parents last year. So when I was four years old, they were building our house, the house that they live in now, because before that we were living in a small terrace house. And we would go to the construction site and then there was this one particular construction worker who was always shirtless. Four-year-old me, la -di da what's happening to my body? Why do I have these fantasies about this guy? Like, and he's extra nice to me, like carries me around. So I would have these like thoughts in my head that I didn't understand. And he's Bangladeshi, oh, you're gonna like this. I guess I wanted, I needed to express that. And so I found our little cassette tape recorder. So I pressed record it. And I went, I remember I went behind this couch and I was like, I love the Bangla man. I want to play with the Bangla man. I want the Bangla man to take me home and do blah, 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 blah. And then I blessed up. And then I don't know when my sisters found it. And then to this day, they make fun of, I love the Bangla man. Did so, your parents hear it at the time? They they heard it and they thought it was funny. They didn't, you know, right. because like, I guess for them also, they weren't that, they weren't exposed to queer culture. So for them, that was just me being a cute kid, innocent, you know, mm -hmm. that, that was mm -hmm. nothing. They didn't know that I was having erections at four years old. I, I remember that slowly over the years, like, you know, the, the exploring the human body and I said what I identified myself uh, in my teen years was, I'm straight. I just have a fetish for men. 
I've yeah. never heard that before. That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I just have a fetish for men. I'm straight. Don't worry, guys. It's fine. Men just really turn me on. That's all. Yeah, 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 yeah. How were your like friends and all? With did you have like gay friends in school and all that? Oh my god! Oh my god! I had queer friends that you know that you just know, you know. But then we never said anything because also Hulim Kada, you know, it was very, right. it was very religious, and especially the schools that I went to, the primary school and the, the secondary school in Hulim, they were like, they were the best schools, and they had like a specific like rule, like okay, this is we have like a code of conduct for you, you this is your. Type of you know the education everybody else gets like you know they can roam around do whatever, but no you're different. Wait, I guess yeah. When I was 15, we had a group. Our friend group was named the Panda Girls, and I was one of the Panda Girls. Um, it was yeah. There were six girls and me, and nobody knew. Nobody like like even like you know questioned like, dude, are you like gay? No, but I'm I'm a Panda Girl. Don't call me a panda boy now. Yeah, um, I was very close to most of the girls. The boys, the only connection that I would have to him is to them is the fact that you know our names are close together because my first name starts with Muhammad. Right. That's it. That's it. Like I would always stay further away from them. It's either the girls or the uh, Chinese and Indian folks so I can speak English to. Mm. But if it's Malay, then it's just like, all right, gotta put on this, this face. All right, cool. Ha, memang kami memang cakap lagu ni kat rumah pun kami cakap lagu ni tak ada orang tu. But you know, so it's like, yeah, it's like so many faces that to like play. Mm. But as you know, an almost thirty-year-old now, I'm just like, I'm so glad I played those characters because now I can play the characters whenever I need to, and I can use it, <laughs> use whatever card that I can that I have in my deck, and then bam, here you go. Like mm. I've been here, done that. <laughs> Survival strategies. Yeah. <laughs> how about when um when you got to the U.S. Like how long? I mean, you said it was after the first year. Semester. Yeah. After the one semester, after a few months, that was when I had a party. I was done. I was done with this, you know, hiding. You know, and I was like the, the, talking to a guy or someone, or like at the party, and like all my friends were there. And I was like, "Everyone, stop the music! I have something to say. I am not straight. I couldn't say that I was gay. You know, like still, right. I am not straight." And then my friend Lily looked at me. I was like, "We know." <laughs> Zero people were surprised. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm just like fuck you. Let me have my moment. But what kind of triggered that need to say it out loud? Because I realized that my friends aren't—they don't have the same values as my parents. Like they're right. not gonna care. There's nothing that's gonna change. It's mm. me, you know. Whatever. It's just me. That was just a point that I was like, I'm okay with this. I don't care what you think. And then it was the process of shedding, the overcompensation. Of, you know, I gotta do everything. I gotta be, a, you know, all of these kind of guy. Like, you know, I gotta do this. Gotta do that. Gotta perform in this, and 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 be in this group. Yeah. How did it feel to kind of leave that first time? 
Was it exciting? Was it nerve wracking? Um, let me rephrase. I didn't leave. I got out. Yeah. Got the fuck out. Mm. It was so liberating. To this day, I, I tear up because the, I was so fortunate to have the, the visual of the Golden Gate Park in San Francisco around so many gay people. And at mm. the time, oh my God. Oh my God, this is exclusive. I'm gonna let you know something right here. Okay, so my parents don't even know this. So when I came here, I came here for like four months um, to just like roam around and audition at schools because I was a music major. So I was lugging my trumpet everywhere going uh, from uh, San Francisco to Chicago to Pennsylvania, New York, North Carolina, New York again. So I landed in San Francisco um, and I stayed there for just like maybe a week or a couple of weeks. Wow, this is, a, this is a secret. I haven't really visited this in a while. I went on planetromia.com, which was the thing. I don't know if you are aware of The grinder of, of the time. The grinder of the times, exactly. <laughs> and I click, 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 San Francisco. Click, 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 different people. Hi, I'm coming to San Francisco. Hi, I'm coming to San Francisco. I need a place to stay. Can you blah, blah, blah. And I found one person who was kind enough to, to pick me up at the airport. We exchanged. I told my parents, you know, uh, my friend Wani had a cousin. I'm going to stay with Wani's cousin. Wani didn't have no cousin. And I, I stayed with this guy, uh, Alan, who we're still Facebook friends. Um, and he took me to his place and like took me, showed me around. And then we went to Golden Gate Park and like, I just stayed there and I was like, oh my God, these people are comfortable in their skin. I want to feel that, but it's not going to be possible for me, but I'm just going to feel this now. So it's okay. Like, you know, so I was still like reserving, you know, these feelings inside of me, but it was, it was great. Like it was, it was you know, like the beginning of it all that was like, yo, that you're gonna have a good time, dude. Like here <laughs> to have have fun today. And I'll never forget that. Yeah, I people ask me this question all the time. Like it wasn't hard for me. It wasn't a culture shock. Like mm. because I already knew I grew up on TV. I already knew mm. what I was coming into, you know? And also having a brother and a sister who are technically my cousins, they just, you know, we grew up together. So they are half German. So, you know, there's like, it's not just TV, it's also at home, like, you know, talking shit about Malaysia and like, oh, white people country is so much better because yay, white people. Oh my God, white people. God, we were so dumb. I am so, like, I made people call me Russ for Russ. almost 10 years. My name is Where'd Spiros. you get Russ from? Oh, right. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. My name's Russell. Yes, I'm Russell. When, so when was this? In the States? This was in 2015 when I started serving tables because I wasn't comfortable with myself. You know, mm -hmm. I was still like, you know, thinking that my parents uh, hate me, that, you know, there's this thing inside of me that, you know, forever I'm, I'm, I'm bound to hell, um, all, all of that. So I wanted to be this other person. So I gave myself this, this name because Russell kind of made me forget about the fact that I am Malaysian. Russell is this American, you know, I had to, pl I played this character every day. I woke up, I, I played this character 
and until I couldn't take it anymore. And so I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm so tired of carrying this colonization. Also, thank you so much for the books that I have read and listened to, for educating me, for giving me the language to be able to not only speak this out, but speak this inwardly with myself so I can fucking sleep at night, finally. It's so much work, Ken, to yeah. do all that unlearning peeling off all the fucking layers. How was your like relationship with your folks and all that throughout this time? Mm, distant. It's been distant since, you know, since the get-go because there was this elephant in the room that they didn't know about, that I didn't know how to speak of. And we always fought. And it was always just because I, I didn't know how to express myself. There was always some kind of turbulence. The only things that that we would get along with was TV. Oh my God, my mom and I, my favorite memories with my mom is watching the Food Network. We would watch these people, we watch these white people cook and not wash their vegetables. Ha, tengok tu tak basuh. Buka fridge, ambil tu tak basuh. Um, baguslah dengan potong tak, tak pakai uh, pisau pakai kepak lagu tu saja uh, tahu masuk dalam kuali uh, and then we just laugh and we never made anything never once we're like mak macam kita buat tu mak no we just watch like made fun of this especially was Oliver Twist no Jamie Oliver Jamie Oliver she hated him no tu basuh tak masak uh, masak tak basuh uh, she loved Paula Deen she, she always forgets like to accent to to Australian <laughs> no mom it's <laughs> not Australian Paladin is not Australian <laughs> yeah I used to crack her I was saying today guys we gonna make some butter soup first we gonna add some butter after that we gonna add some butter then you gonna steam some butter in the microwave and you gonna put it in the bowl and you gonna put some butter in then you got some butter soup and she would laugh so hard yeah, it's things like that. Like, you know, we were we were good on the surface, but whenever it came to hard conversations, we couldn't. Yeah. Until recently, until I came out. I came out of the closet four days into the quarantine. Which because was of the days. quarantine? Yes, but also I think it's because of my Saturn's return because it was four days after my birthday. Like, am I, yeah, I was just like, okay, let's go. Let's go back to who I am. Let's, you know, let's return now. And four days later, I was on the phone with my mom and I wasn't planning on it, you know, for months at the time, uh, for like a, actually, yeah, for a year by then, I was already uh, working with a therapist on um, coming out. Like, you know, I'm just like, I can't, can't do this anymore. Like, you know, I have to like come to terms with this, you know, and then uh, March 20th, uh, my mom called and I saw a window and I just jumped through. I, no, I, I didn't jump through. I stayed on the on the windowsill and I was like, Ma, Ma I'm, I'm going to jump here, but but hold on, hold on. I can't, I can't, I can't speak. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you back. I'm, I'm going to hang up and I'll call you back, okay? And she was like, no, you can't do this to me. You have to tell me. I'm just like, I will, I will. I just, I just can't. And then like I hung up the phone. I went to, uh, to the living room, talked with my roommates. Uh, they like, you know, call me that I'm like dude you got this like you know like remember who you are all that conversations and I felt a lot better speaking with them and then I yeah it was just 
nice being in that that uh, headspace with my mom and then getting off given the the boundary to like go off and then voice it out because I couldn't I was gasping every single word I remember every word I was just like check out any it was it was bad and then when I I uh, called her back I did this thing that I've been doing with you, which I, I go around the bush, I go ring around the rosy, you know, and then, and she was like, oh my God, what is this? What? And I just like torture her because I just, I don't know why I just seem to not be able to just get the word out of my mouth sometimes. Um, I know why, because this is difficult. Hey, maybe that's the reason. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I finally told her and she cried. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. It was a whole conversation of um, history, science, to the point where my mom said, Pirazi um, logic, logic, Quran. And I'm just like, oh no. Oh no. The first word of the Quran was Ikra, is read. It's not just read the Quran, you have to read other things too. You have to read other books to understand the Quran. You have to th listen to people. And like that is the education that the previous generation before us in Malaysia, they, they're lacking. They, they don't have that. They're not exposed to it even now because, you know, like, are they actively putting themselves into the position to? educate themselves, watch queer media, read books and articles. Like, no, they're not, unless they're forced to. But if they're forced to, they're probably going to go the other route, which was, you know, that. so yeah. All right. So history it went from history and then to uh, the, the science. And then and then I was like, you know what, mom, if this is still not uh, clicking with you, let me just tell you personal experiences and maybe you'll understand. Then I told him about the Bangla man. Mm. And then she finally understood because she was there. Mm. She was she knew. I mean, mm. she's my mother. Come on, she knew. And then I told her another thing, which was whenever we went uh, to Mamat restaurants, I would have anxiety attacks and I would stay in the car. But of course, they never called me, they never said anxiety attacks. You know, it was uh uh prangai. I would say it's because I can't stand the smell of curry. I fucking love curry, dude. I'm an Indian. Come on. <laughs> no. But what it was, was that I have feelings for these mama restaurant workers. Like, I don't know why I'm attracted to Indian dudes. Wait, I know why. Because I look like that. You know, it makes <laughs> sense. And I just like, I didn't know because also I was a cute child. These uh, mama dudes would like, you know, pinch my cheek, like, oh, Shadow Khan, Shadow Khan. And I'm just like, I'm done, please. Like, I can't, I have anxiety. Stop. I <laughs> so I would just choose to stay in the car. Yeah. yeah, it was because like I didn't know what I was feeling. And then she understood that. And then she was like, okay, I understand. Uh, but of course, she's, she had to, you know, have the last say. Uh, okay, I understand. But promise me one thing. You're not going to marry a guy. And that was the first time I, I, I just said to her, honestly, I was like, Ma, I just came out to you. I don't plan on lying to you anymore. So like from here on out, it's, it's honesty. 
No, that's not. See, that's the thing, though. I could have married somebody years ago, but I didn't come here for marriage. Like, I understand bond between relationship. Yes, sure. That That, that mm. is a separate thing. That's not this state-connected marriage. What is this? You you legalize gay marriage, and you think that's uh, that that's enough? Do you think we're not being discriminated against yet anymore, or what? Like I'm still here. I'm still going through this. So yeah, marriage has been this institution institution that that's just this like facade, really, and yeah. that I wasn't attracted to the idea of getting citizenship with that, and I and I am not now. I said that to her and still, no, no, I cannot, cannot do that. And I'm like, mom, but what if like, you know, two dudes just like live together and make dinner and watch TV and, you know, they like don't have sex. And then she's like, no, that's still not it. You know, so these are interpretations that you are reading that are like you know like read other interpretations as well Atula, read and other interpretations interpretations you are you you're only uh following what you want to hear but like how do you tell your mother like hey girl you're literally doing the same thing but like that opened up more avenues for my parents and i to like be more honest about each other because the conversation didn't end with me and my my sexuality the conversation mm. ended with my mother opening up about her life her mm. interests her passions like the things that she's been suppressing for so many years it was a two three hour long conversation and our relationship, yeah, sure, you know, we have, you know, our takes here and there you know, once in a while. But now it's like we've been through that. We went through mm -hmm. that and now we're still talking and we're still like, you know, I see you. I see you, girl. <laughs> like, it's fine. I know you think I'm going to hell and, you know, it's, it's, it's a one day at a time thing. But at least you're talking to me and you've proven to me that you're not the you're not a shitty person like you know like a regular republican uh gay hating parent like you know i don't know why i thought my parents would be like that i guess maybe because i was living in Boone, north carolina but no my parents like that's what my mom said yeah i know you know this is not something that we agree on but you're still my son like i'll still love you no matter what and hearing her say that was when i finally realized that i deserve the love that I am receiving from not just them, but everybody else and myself. Mm -hmm. I just needed my mom to say that. I just need my mom to, to do that, to keep answering my calls. Mm -hmm. And she did. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate and very grateful. So do you, do you have a lot of Malaysian friends there? Russ was allergic to Malaysians. So uh, he has made it so that I basically stay away from Malaysians. Right. Like I really Americanized myself. Like I came here that first day, like that Golden Gate Park, I was already speaking like this. It didn't take, I was already speaking like this before. Like, you know, right. the, 
yeah, I, I really didn't want anyone to know like the the chance of a uh, one Malaysian to know anybody from Malaysia and and just like oh thing on it and now I'm CPB like you know like <laughs> I, I was so scared of that so I I put on a new a new face new name and I called it a day uh, I don't I have a couple now Malaysian friends that you know they don't. Oh my God, Malaysian friends. Hi, Sam. So Sam is this godsend. I was uh, working at this uh, coffee shop that I was being very, very underappreciated. Oh my God, she was the worst employer. And I met this one person, this beam of light who came in with blue lipstick. And I'm just like, I, I want to know your story. I want to know your story. I, I feel some kind of thing, something's going to happen with this. And then they left. And then months later, they came back. And I was like, oh, my God, you're back. And then I, I hold on, I need, I need to get your number. Like, I, I, the universe, like, gave me a feeling. I, I need to, to further this connection. And then we got numbers, and then we, uh, you know, uh, connected, and then we started talking. And then it turned out that they were about to move to Seattle, back to where they, they're from. And they were also a uh, uh, barista and making, you know, much better money than I was. And it was, they were like, uh, do you want to, you know, talk to my boss? Do you want to take my position? Because, you know, you can just do that and work both jobs. And uh, they chose to not say anything, you know, and they're close with their boss. So I went to this interview and I sat down and I walked in and I was like, wait, what? what? What is that? That's a can of Milo. And then I look at the pastry shelf and I was like, hey, that says Curry Puff. What? Where are you from? Uh, I'm from Malaysia. What? Excuse me? So, yeah, like, <laughs> Samantha turned out <laughs> to be my best friend. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. She's... And I guess I subconsciously was asking for it and I just received it, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I found this friend who's like, she moved here when she was a kid and she was nine. But it's just funny that, that the, the reason why I guess uh, this person didn't say, didn't tell us, didn't disclose this information was because I guess they thought that telling us, oh, my boss is Malaysian. Oh, this guy's Malaysian. It's like telling an, a, like a black friend. Hey, I have another black friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I've, I just found that so cute, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> we like this. <laughs> Especially when you got Milo on the walls. Exactly. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so do you do you still get like anxious or nervous if you meet a Malaysian you don't know? Not really. I actually had the uh, privilege to do that recently. My close friend, Nicole, somehow she met someone who went to our high school, someone two years younger than us, who they studied together. And this girl, uh, Nas, is getting married. And so they went to New York for a bachelorette party. And I went there to to meet them and I hear this Malaysian and like I'm just like you know what I don't care I'm I'm me I'm here with you know 
my person and I don't care that you see me with my person here. You go home, you tell them, you tell them I got a good <laughs> person with me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I also made my um, Instagram public. Mm. That was that was a, a thing. That was definitely a thing. Uh, I was really like conserving the things that I posted. All of that. I made sure that everything is you know like you can't see gay things or like my outfit or like whatever. But and then I you know I came out and then I'm just like wait this is just deterring me from like my career here i'm i'm an artist and instagram is basically an online business card now yeah so yeah i was like you know you know what i don't care uh, i know that i probably have um cousins aunts who are you know like a hawk watching me because that's what they do and you know what i have to say to them hey how y'all doing <laughs> i hope y'all doing good Message me. I don't care. Like, you know, I'm not going to go and message you because I'm going to, but you can message me though. I miss y'all. And how, how big would you say like your Malaysian identity is part of you there now post Russell? Even with Russell, there, it was still there. You know, people knew it wasn't that people didn't know. They hmm. knew that, you know, I'm Malaysian, that you know, my family is not actually from Malaysia, that I'm this, you know, North African, Indian, Chinese, Arab, Sri Lankan mix, all of that. Like, I'm, I'm vocal about my heritage. But I don't know, like, what is being Malaysian? Do I have to wear a songko when I go out? Is that it? I mean, like, no. That would pr be probably pretty trendy in New York, no? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Look at this hat. You can store your weed oh in it. Oh, my God. Can you get, like, a trend going with the gays to wear some coat? That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I have the platform to do this. You... Mm. You don't trust me here. Okay, all right. That's uh, yeah. My juices are flowing now. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what else? What else can we do? It's like songko. I mean, but you know, getting songke as a skirt is like too much. You know, I, they're not ready for that is yet. It? It's kind of is like it? a kilt. Is it too much? Yeah, it's like a kilt. Yeah, but with, yeah. you know, but you, but you just no solo like you. Yeah. How? Yeah, I wanted to go back to that the racial question because like i mean you know how it is here and how much you know would you are like you said a million different things but here you will forever just be melayu right so yeah did that change how you saw race and yourself when you moved there i have never been uh you know, one with like a race uh, in, in Malaysia because I knew of my heritage and also knowing that, you know, it is the, the, the language, the story being told over and over again. Yeah, which is my grandfather straight up from Kerala. He, it was like in the 30s or something when uh, the first Malaysian ICs were like a thing. So he just went, da, 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 da. I speak Malay. Oh, I'm like kind of like light skin because I'm not, you know, the Tamil. And 
he wrote there his racist Melayu. So then he did that because he was smart. He knew he was going to live there. And he knew that his kids were going to get all of these privileges, scholarships, loans, jobs, all of these, you know. And he did that, which, okay, thank you for passing and, you know, uh, doing that. Like, mm. that was a survival thing that he did. I, I can't be mad at that. But mm. that also, the generation in between me and him, that's where it, there's that, that disconnection because my dad is fully like you know eh, i'm like you i see i'm like you it's because that's who he's been hanging out with you know so mm. because you know because saying that he's actually you know indian his dad is from india all of that would make his now uh must friends look at him weird because he understands racism he you know just put himself into this this other mold and called it a day um, but yeah, I, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that about, about me that, you know, I had to write, um, like you, there was this one form in, uh, in the school of Nga, it was race. Uh, I, I put champuran and then, <laughs> and then the teacher called my mom or something. I was like, so you put race champuran, what is champuran? And then my mom was like, what? And I'm just like, you're yelling at me. And you, I know you're lying. Like, we don't even call them makci or pakci. We call them pupi, pupa, chicha, chachi, daddy, dada. Like, these are the things. We, we're not Malay, y'all. We just speak mm. the language. Mm. We assimilated. Because, like, what are we going to do? Get married across the fire or something? No. What do I mean? Because that's what your neighbors do. <laughs> I yeah, I relate so hard. Like my family from Kedah also, right? Oh wait, where are you from? Uh, Alusta. Oh. I mean, not not me lah. I I never lived in Kedah, but my mom grew up in Kedah. Alusta. Also Indian heritage. Oh my god! Mm. Oh my god! You yeah. are not alone. <laughs> I am here with you. Yes. Yes, mm. I totally get it. And and you're so right. It is because they understand racism so well. Uh-huh. Right? And they're like, I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with this. So mm. imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad watches politics like it's Gossip Girl. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like it's not like he's never once talked about this politician is fighting for blah blah blah, and you know we should follow this politician. It's about ah tu, tengoklah tu, ano ada nak punya lah nak jadi prime minister. Tengok what he's doing now until today ah, and then suka mahdeh, and then tak suka mahdeh, and then suka mahdeh, and then tak suka mahdeh. Oh my god, it's just like this drama, and I'm like, wow. And you say men aren't emotional? Mm-hmm, sure. I mean, our politics is definitely like gossip girl, though. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think um, Anwar's case had an impact on you about what it meant to be a queer Malaysian? <laughs> it was confusing to me because, like, I, I knew what it was, but. I told myself it was something different. Mm. I was like, no, it's not that. This is like, a, there's something there. 
I don't really want to like think about it, but there's something there. He's like either being framed or they didn't really have sex. What is liwat? I don't know what liwat means. I know what gay sex is, but what is this liwat we in the paper? What? Sodomy? We don't talk about sodomy at school. I have to look in a dictionary now. So like, you know, I, I like, I knew, but like I was like willfully ignorant. Mm. If you know what I mean. Side note. Anwar Ibrahim is a prominent Malaysian politician. He has maintained that he is not queer, but has been convicted twice under the sodomy law and has spent almost a decade in prison for it. Both trials became complete media circuses, with sensationalist, homophobic headlines on the front pages almost daily. He's currently the opposition leader in Malaysia. I mean, it, I guess it did definitely have an impact. Like, you know, seeing that in the media, seeing that, like, you know, oh, a gay person can get prosecuted. Naturally, of course get the hell out and how's your relationship with religion been since you left i was deliberately away from it uh you know in the first few years uh when i came here but then when i came to terms with the fact that hey wait let me actually do some research let me read and speak to other queer muslims and see like what what is this about because like I can't be feeling that this can't be wrong. Like existing can't be wrong. Mm. And I found out that it, that it wasn't. And that's when I started to like, oh, wait, I see Islam now. I finally see it. And now the ball is in your court, mom. It's not mine anymore. Mm. Like, and we're at the, we're at the flip of it. And you know people people are afraid of change naturally so that's why we're, we're getting these reactions that we're getting but that's what it is now it's it's what are you gonna do are you gonna shun god's creatures or are you gonna accept and love like you know like you're told to also, are you gonna like acknowledge colonization because discrimination against homosexuality started with white yep. people? Yep. Yeah. They brought the homophobia and then we we're like, oh, everything they say is right because, oh, British, oh, this and that, ho ho ho, I'll bring my sympathy. <laughs> and they forget to see that, you know, maybe. These people have been changing history for their gain for a while now. And we have been their pawns, especially as a country that has been colonized. I don't know. I mean, it, it, and now we are the ones who are put on, on this planet to be the, the warriors of it. The decolonizers. But, <laughs> the decolonizers. But, but like, who else would be better than us? We are the only ones who saw our parents, who hear all these stories. Ah, mak pi sekolah dulu bawa bakoi dekat tangan. Sampai sekolah tangan ada bekas bakoi. Jalan 40 kilometer. Firas, pi sekolah naik kereta pun macam ni. Ha, ha, ha. You know, all of that, all of those, uh, those stories. And like, and then now we're able to speak to Gen Z because we also understand them and mm. we understand the, the people before. We are the only ones who can do this. Gen Zs, they're too advanced. 
they're like, fuck this shit. Nah, we're here. We're ready. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> but then, you know, millennials were like, yo, chill, chill, chill. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. We can't do this yet. Kind of got to wait for them to die off yet. But, you know, but in the meantime, let's educate mm. with passion, compassion. Like. Mm. <laughs> and uh, how did you find the like queer Muslim space? Um, I found it online. I just Googled it. I finally did the thing where I was like, you know what? I'm going to Google it because I never did. There was a queer Muslim speaker that came to my uh, college. And I remember my homophobic self said, uh, oh, my God. Wow. That person is, you know, lying to themselves or whatever. Because in Islam, it's like, no, being gay is just not a thing. Like, you know, this is just... Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back and, you know, repent or whatever later. But, like, you know, this is just, uh, yeah, that person's lying. I remember my friends telling me, hey, you should go. This is kind of, like, up your alley. And I'll say, I'm laughing at this person because I'm better than them. I know better. But then I, I, I was like, no, I, I'm done being scared of, of speaking to them. What it was was just that I, I was terrified of the unknown. So I didn't want to look for it. So I, I kept with my with my scarcity mindset, with all of these lies that I've been telling myself. I kept telling them to myself to the point where I believed it, until I I couldn't anymore. I'm starting to like you know get back into there's this mm. group called Masjid M A S G D. It's Muslim Alliance for Gender Diversity. Uh, they're they're pretty chill. I feel like the the queer Muslim space for me, like the first time I found it was like the most mind blowing because it was. Oh, so complete. you're telling me there, there is a queer Muslim scene in Malaysia? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it was outside of Malaysia, but there, I mean, there are right. folks here, but not so much a space, but yeah, it was like the complete antithesis to everything Muslim I knew I known up uh -huh. until that point right how do you identify I do identify as a Muslim uh -huh. mainly because it says so on my IC yeah and I want to like claim that but I do believe in like the values and you know yeah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim compassion and kindness and all that so yeah yeah, if you're going to put it on my IC, then you got to take all of me with it, you know? I'm a yeah. queer Muslim. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I totally see that. It's a protest law also. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh, exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, on that also, like, how do you feel about pride? <laughs> pride is my raya. <laughs> Like, I, I get giddy about it. I change my sheets. I get new clothes. I do the things. I do the things that you do during Raya because of the feeling you get. You get in the sea of people and all you feel is just 528 hertz. Just like, just love all around. You're just like, whoa, what is this frequency? Like, you're, you're trying to hate something. You're like, I can't. I can't. Everyone's just filled with love and I just like, oh, it's just seeing so many people who have had at least like just maybe a sliver of 
some kind of similarity to what you go through is so liberating. Mm. Yeah, like I, I love my people so much. Yeah, when my mom says you've forgotten your people or something and I'm just like, no, I'm not. I am fighting for my people now. And she asked me, who, what, what is your people? What do you mean? I'm just like, we're people, like that is my people. She said that I was assimilating to a different culture. But how is being alive a culture? Are there, are there things about Malaysia that you wish you had there? Authentic food. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Roti canai that is actually, roti canai that has sweat in it. <laughs> I want some mama sweat in my roti canai. <laughs> that is what I want. Uh, but most of all, I want my family. I Yeah, sure, we butt heads, but boy, do I miss them. So do you think you'll ever move back to Malaysia? Move back? I don't know. Visit? Yes, definitely. But I built a home here. My my family's here, you know. Yeah, sure. It's not the the conventional getting married, have kids type family to heteronormative people. But I have a family here. We have promised bond with each other. And it's not just, you know, a it's not romantic even these are mm-hmm. the, the the ones that, I, that i'm referring to right now are the ones that we're like all right i could marry you right now but we wouldn't be husbands or we wouldn't be husband and wife we would just be family mm-hmm. you know if that that makes sense it's just yeah i have a sister here a chosen sister who her family has basically taken me i'm her maid of honor uh, in her wedding uh, in october nice uh, yeah like we I'm very, very grateful for the connections that I've made here. I, I'm not dismissing my connections at home. My family members, they love me. I love them. But I have to recognize their capacity and my capacity. You know, I can't be someone who I'm not. And I can't ask them to be someone who they are not. So the solution is to remove myself and to find my my peace and guess what this is not the first time people in my family have been doing this like i said i'm moroccan indian chinese arab sri lankan which means that my ancestors are notorious for getting the fuck out of where they from like <laughs> that's it yeah. that's just how we are yeah i don't know if i'm gonna have kids but if i do i know that they're, they're gonna be like all right the U.S. Oh my God, Bob! Like, ew, no! Like, I'm going to Timbuktu. Like, that's where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Last couple of questions. What do you wish for the Malaysian LGBT community? Oh my God! I wish safety. I wish safety, and I wish some love, and self-acceptance, and oh my God, some representation. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like some compassion too. Uh, that would be great. Like, or, you know, for these folks to, these religious folks to actually listen and not just shut down, you know, to like have a conversation, have a dialogue and 
and work with queer people and realize that, hey, you are also children of God. How do we do this? How do we fix this? Because we can't keep fighting like this anymore. Like, I don't think something that, that is making people commit suicide is godly. It's sending mm. people to conversion camps and disowning them and all of this. Like, what? what that's, that's not it. Like, my mom, I told them, I was like, uh, if I knew that you were going to be chill with me uh, coming out, like, if I knew you were still going to answer my calls, it would have come out sooner. Ha, ha, ha. And she said, ha, ha, ha. If you came out sooner i would have sent you to get help way sooner and i was like oh no oh no well thank you for solidifying that this is the perfect time for me to come out i don't know i i i hope malaysians get some justice to people who are incarcerated for being who they are i want them to get not just justice i want them to get reparations Oh my God, reparations. Yeah. <laughs> Last one. Okay. Okay. What, what uh, sounds remind you of home? Remind you of Malaysia? Ooh, what sounds? Ooh, I like this question. Hold on, let me think. Hmm. Azad, definitely the Azad. Kuali, bunyi kuali, you know, like you know, the guys sedot dengan kuali kan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great one. Oh my God, surah kabalama, surah kabalama, kabalama, yeah, tilam lama. Okay, I mean that's all my questions. Do you want to add anything that you think I maybe missed? You asked everything. I feel very like grounded in myself. It's it's not you know often that I get to solidify yeah. these these core values of myself. <laughs> like yeah, uh, <laughs> this is this is doing a lot. And I, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I think this is like therapeutic for not just me. I think this is mutual, and I'm very happy with that. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, like this whole series has been like. Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so glad you're doing this. Oh my god. Like you're a hero. Uh this is well, what I mean by representation. Yes, I know. And that's like, you know, that's my mission to just get all the fucking queer stories out there that we can cuz this shit has to change. Yes. You know? <laughs> well, it wouldn't be my first rodeo cuz I'm already on Spotify. I will look at Bulan Moon. Yes. Okay, I will definitely check it out. Unapologetic plug. <laughs> yes, I'm all here. We're for doing. The we're, we're writing a, a song that may or may not include a Malay part in it. So stay tuned. Okay. Well, thank you so much. It's really been so lovely to meet you. Likewise. Likewise. Let's stay in touch. Oh my God. I'm, yes, I'm so glad that we got connected. Thanks for listening to this episode of Queer Not Here. If you'd like to give me feedback or are curious about anything discussed in this episode, do write to me at queernothere at gmail.com or hit me up on Instagram at queer.nothere. Thanks for listening!
Oh, man.